the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Is there a home cure for getting something out of your eye? I mean, what is the deal? I have had something in my eye since 2 o'clock. I, I've used an eye drop, not a Visine, for those of you who are afraid that I'm going to hurt my eye. It was not a Visine. I've been, I thought I saw something in there, so I very gently used a sterile Mm Q-tip to try to get that out. Probably made it worse. What? Wait a minute. All those little fibers. Yeah, maybe I did. Anyway, I'm, my left eye is driving me crazy. It's all watery. You're blinking. Yeah. And it's very red Mm -hmm. and I'm just slightly annoyed about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I told you about my grandfather. Oh yes. With the matchstick. Right. He'd get up like a paper matchstick, Mm -hmm. split it open. And then just quickly dab your eye. Mm-hmm. Gus, Gus Maloney would fix your eye in a yeah. second. What, what, are you, you're his grandson. Could you do such a thing to my eye? I've never done that. No. And I, don't, I don't think I want you to practice on me. No, no. I mean, how often do you get something stuck in your eye? Like, well, not like, like this. I haven't had it in quite a while. What do you do? What? what I need to do is go home and get my eye drops sustain, which are my favorite eye drops. Like a fl- is it a flush? And maybe just let that sit in there for a little bit. You can do the whole show. Just close your eye. Yeah, that's just what do I'm going to do. Just put it like an eye patch, like a pirate. That'd be nice. Lexi, right? do you have an eye patch in there, right? Andy? Why don't we just tape a piece of paper on your face? Okay. Okay. That'd Something like anything. Then my right eye will be working very, very hard indeed. Right. Okay. So why don't we just close our eyes okay. throughout the entire show? That's which great. Which might be better. There we go. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the... Uh, Thursday edition to the, of the something in my eye edition. Right, yeah, it's good to get you with a beautiful day here in the city of Pittsburgh. Hot, mm-hmm. really hot. I was going to go for a walk this morning. Forget to it. get my exercise in, yeah. and I didn't. You know why? Because it's hot. Right. Maybe that's why you get something stuck in your mm-hmm. eye. Right. You're being punished because I didn't exercise. Right. There's a farmer's market across the street here. Yeah. I need some tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I um, some, some fresh tomatoes. You know what I'm making tonight? We're having chicken Caesar sandwiches. What is that? Which is uh, on a chip. On ciabatta, yeah, chicken, parmesan, bacon, arugula, Whoa. and the homemade Caesar dressing oh. that I put together this oh. morning in my mini food processor. Holy moly! It and you put the fresh tomatoes on top. Oh, it's that a sounds... delicious thing. Well, wait, wait, Eric doesn't eat meat. No, but we're having a friend over for dinner. Yeah, and so the friend. My daughter and I are going to eat the chicken, uh-huh. and he's going to eat something. But I bet he uses that dressing because it's that good. Even just the tomato and it's whatever. It's so good. Mm. You could just put it on there and have it vegetarian, course, right? delish. It's delish, seriously. Yeah, you so. want to know what's in the dressing? Tell me. Okay. Anchovies. Yeah. Mustard. Mm. Lemon juice. Fresh parsley. Mm. Mayonnaise. Pretty good. You put all that in there, man, that Dang. becomes magical. That's a nice a little deal. olive oil. Yeah. I have no mm. idea what we're having for dinner, but okay. it's not bad. I'll tell you that. Sorry, right you now. can come over, John. Oh, really? Yeah, I made enough. Okay, I doubled the sauce. Yeah, you have two hours. We might be done with each other. Yeah, just saying. After right? looking at me blinking yeah. like this, just close your eyes. Stuff. Oh, you can't. You got to read. 
Yeah. All right. Without further ado, then, do this some reading. All right. Here's the top four at four. Um, <laughs> for Thursday, August 3rd. It is. 2023, number one. U.S. District Judge Robert Colville this afternoon sentenced Robert Bowers, who killed 11 worshipers at a Squirrel Hill Synagogue in 2018, to death by execution. Robert Bowers, age 50, stood in front of Colville, according to the Trib, largely emotionless in his red Butler County prison jumpsuit. The sentence came after a morning filled with often emotional statements from those related to the worshippers killed. The courtroom was silent when Colville read the sentence. So Bowers didn't speak? Bowers did not speak. Colville also did not speak to Bowers. Yeah. Um, Colville thanked the court staff, first responders to the 2018 shooting, the victims' families at length, but said he would not address the defendant, even though he typically does speak to defendants. For the non-capital counts, Judge Colville sentenced Bowers to multiple consecutive life prison terms. So it's done. It's done. Number two. Former President Donald Trump is being arraigned this afternoon, even as we speak, actually, in federal court in Washington, D.C., on charges related to his alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. It's his first appearance in the latest case brought by special counsel Jack Smith. Apparently, Trump's plane took off from New Jersey shortly after two to head to the Capitol. Um, Cameras are not allowed in the courtroom. The 45-page indictment, according to CBS News, accuses Trump and six co-conspirators of pursuing several schemes to block the transfer of power to Joe Biden after Trump lost the 2020 election, culminating, of course, in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. The indictment alleges, and this is the important part, this this is what they're going to have to prove. The indictment alleges that Trump knew his claims of widespread voter fraud were false, but repeatedly and widely disseminated them anyway to make his knowingly false claims appear legitimate to create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger and to erode public faith in the administration of the election. That's going to be a tough case, tough case to prove. Number three, China's latest problem. You know what it is, John? Yes, I do know. Oh, mm-hmm. No one wants to go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Half a year after COVID restrictions were lifted and borders opened, few international travelers are coming. It's particularly evident in major cities like Beijing and Shanghai, where the number of foreigners who visited, visited in the first half of the year totaled less than a quarter of comparable figures in 2019. Half of the visitors that go to China, John, this is the case now, it was also the case before COVID, come from Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Macau but not from the U.S. or Europe. Fewer tourists and business people from overseas, of course, means fewer people who are going to see China. Uh, So that means more people are going to rely on what the media says about China. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to be good or bad, but I think it's probably better to go visit a place and see the actual people, right? Uh, The dearth of visitors could also be a contributing factor to less investment there because foreign direct investment fell $20 billion in the first quarter compared with $100 billion in last year's first quarter. That's from the Wall Street Journal. And number four, an 87-year-old Maine woman was super tough. She fought off a teenage attacker, then fed him because he said he was, quote, Awfully hungry. What? And that is your top four at four. Hold on, wait a second. She's 87. She's laying in bed. She wakes up at 2 a.m., July 26th, and there's a young man standing over her bed Yikes. who says, I'm going to cut you. What? So she thought, she says, I thought to myself, if he's going to cut, then I'm going to kick. 
So she put on her shoes and fought back. How'd she put on her shoes? How'd she get to her shoes? Anyway, she put a chair between them. Uh, The intruder struck her on the cheek and forehead, but then he headed for the kitchen and said he was awfully hungry. So she gave him a box of peanut butter and honey crackers, two protein drinks, and a couple tangerines. Then she called 911. Uh, The intruder took his clothes and left, leaving behind a knife, shirt, shoes, and a water bottle containing alcohol. Oh, so he was drunk. Yeah, clearly. Slowed things down. Yeah. She said she's not afraid to continue to reside in the home she's lived in for 42 years, but she does say the crime is becoming rampant. Quote, I think our law is just folded up. She said, people aren't afraid of anything anymore. They feel they can do as they please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God they did you. track the teenager down and they charged him with all sorts of things. Did like she know the guy? Burglary. Uh, I, it, it doesn't say. This is, I'm reading from ABC News. Mm-hmm. Authorities did not release his identity because of his age. Okay. But heck? she was, but he was staying a few blocks away from the victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, special circumstances for people who prey on the elderly, right? What Come is on. wrong? Double up with some. I mean, that's you're right. That so is, this kid's a minor. He'll just go. Oh, okay, I'll not do it again. And hopefully, he'll say he won't what do it again. Heck? People, come on, people. All right, we'll take a quick break. With that in mind, Bill Glaze will join us. Why does God allow pain and suffering? That's the question. I hope for the he's ages. able to answer it. Please, Bill, give us that and more. Stick around. Thursday edition of The Ride Home, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. The Bible contains stories of larger-than-life people who face larger-than-life challenges. But this week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out the heroes of the Bible were a lot like us. And the lessons they learned, we can learn as well. Tune in for the series Heroes of the Bible this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. So this is a radio ad, and I wanted to tell a story that proves that sometimes bad moments can often lead to good moments or opportunities. But my story was about 30 minutes, so instead, here's the headline. Loving family's beach vacation is ruined by a flaming lasagna and nephew vomiting on gate agent, only to be saved by the most meaningful staycation ever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and bad creating some good is exactly what we're seeing right now. Interest rates are not great, but they have finally brought home prices down, at least for a bit creating an opportunity, which is why we're seeing thousands of listeners across the country looking to buy the new home now because the price is forever with the plan to refinance the rate tomorrow when rates settle. If that's you, please know that we have a direct lender advantage that can often save you lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. It's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. 
Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Friday, August 18th, join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Faith and Family Dinner Cruise. From 6.30 to 9, enjoy a special night out for families, couples, and groups of friends. Featuring a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. But don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Surrounded by bad things, right? It's what it is to be alive. You got the bad news. You got health concerns. Your family's fighting. People I was just, talk, just talking to a friend who has a wedding in the family. All sorts of issues are oh, going no on. Drama. Everybody's fighting. There's a lot of drama. Mm. I mean, it, nobody wants to go to China. Mm-mm. Well, that's, right? that's fine. It's, right? They can come here. It's a lot of issues. So why does God allow pain and suffering? William Glaze is back with us. Bill Glaze is a regular guest on our show. Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Hey, Bill. How are things? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? I can't complain. Honest. All right. Well, you know, we're going to talk about pain and suffering. And we have an example before us today with uh, Kathy having something in her eye. There what is, is going on with my eye? Hey, Bill. God, what's going on with Kathy's eyeball? It's not that big Can you of a get deal, it out of you there? guys. Don't, don't think I'm suffering. Because, okay. I mean, it's not pleasant, but it's not <laughs> the end of the world. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Kathy, I was just going to tell you real quick before we get into the interview. One, one of the things that helps me, uh, you, you can't do this right now because I know you got dinner guests coming after a while. But a lot of times when I get something in my eye, if I just get a good night's sleep or fall asleep, it just seems that mm-hmm. seems to take care of it sometimes. Oh, that's a, so I, you know what? That's an excellent idea, John. I'm just going to lay down. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Appreciate it. Next hour and a half, Cass can be laying there. That's a good <laughs> idea, though. Thank you, Bill. All right. That's good, though. So a good night's sleep cures a lot of things, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm curious, Bill, as to like how you're going to address the subject of why does God allow suffering? Because it's been a question that humans have asked probably since the beginning. Holy smokes. Right. Right. Well, you know, and when, and I think we have to go all the way back to creation, and we look at uh, the fact that God created a world that was free from suffering. You know, in, in Genesis 1, uh, 31, it says that all God created, he saw that it was very good. And so for the uh, the fact that he said that it was very good shows us that there was nothing wrong with it. There were no thorns in the roses. You know, there was no aggression in the animals, and, and there was no suffering in the world. And so, you know, we look at the fact, you know, what, What's, what's God's intention? God's intention was a, uh, a world that was free of suffering. And so when, when Adam sinned, then it opened up a whole uh, bag of, of, of different negative things. And, and one of those things was, was suffering. And, and so now we see that it has come on as a result of sin. Now, you know, some people are quick to say when they see somebody suffering, they say, well, they must have sinned. Well, you know, it's, it's not necessarily people suffer because of their personal sin, but it's original sin. And so that's why there's suffering in the world today. And then you couple that, you know, with the fact that uh, some people suffer because they make poor health choices. Uh, some people suffer because they make poor relationship choices. Uh, some people suffer because they make poor moral choices. And then, you know, we look at there's just some evil people in the world today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that actually, you know, inflict 
uh, suffering upon other people. You know, I was uh, reading a statistic, and it, it said that every month that there are actually uh, around the world 772 forms of violence that's committed against Christians. And and so you know you know you know why is that? It's it's because there's evil people in the world, and then you know we see as as we look at the book of Job that you know some people suffer because of Satan. You know uh, Satan wanted access to uh, Job's life, and God gave him that access, and then Satan inflicted suffering upon Job. So you know I I think that you know we we are quick you know the the, the old argument if God is you know, all powerful. Why doesn't he do something? You know, if he's if he's loving, you know, uh, how come he doesn't do anything? You know, and then we argue that well, God must neither be all powerful or, or or good. And so, you know, we try to throw the onus back on God. But just some of those things I went over there. You know, there's a whole lot of other reasons why they're suffering in the world. And so, you know, people want to automatically point to God. You know, you know, why doesn't he? take care of it? Why doesn't he do something? And and I, I would, you know, venture to say the fact that, you know, uh, everybody's not suffering, you know, it shows the mercy of God, the grace of God mm. that, you know, that he allows, you know, people to, to not suffer. And then, you know, the fact that, you know, even as we look at the life of Job, you know, that God, you know, again, so, so I, I'm, I'm laying this premise down that suffering is in the world, not because of God. You know, suffering is in the world because of human beings, because, you know, that's that's the nature of things in the world because of Satan. So, you know, the fact that God even intervenes, you know, to alleviate suffering or to limit suffering, you know, uh, you know, we need to, you know, focus on those positive aspects of God and not look at the fact that, you know, God is the one that allows it and he's the one that's responsible for it. You know, I, I had... You know, I had an issue with my my leg uh, several years ago where I had was getting these infections, and mm-hmm. it happened over a three three year period of time. And I was uh, in the, in and out of the hospital, and you know, I, I I said to myself, I said, God, you are all powerful. You know, how come you can't do something? How come you don't take this away? And and you know, so I, you know, I was questioning God, and I guess I was questioning Him from the standpoint that. He is all-powerful, that he is loving, and that he can do something. But it didn't seem like he was doing anything. And and so, you know, I just sat there uh, like a lot of people, you know, probably would do and just say, okay, you know, I don't know where God is at in all this, you know, uh, and I don't know why he uh, at this time refuses to come in and heal me. Man, I had people come in and they were laying hands on me. They were anointing me with oil. And, you know, I wasn't getting any better. And so, you know, that, that pain you know, just lasted for, for that time. But, you know, uh, God had a purpose in that for me. And I, you know, uh, now that I'm on the other side of it, you know, I wouldn't want to go through it again, but now that I'm on the other side of it, you know, I do see that there was a purpose in it. Yeah. And and I would think, Bill, that that to me is a a really powerful thing, right? None of us want to suffer, but as we go through it and come out the other end, we're generally stronger and better people because of the suffering that's upon us. That's right. Right. You know, and, you know, we look at the scripture, I know it's uh, cliche, but, you know, where God works all things get together for good, even even our suffering, you know, he works together, you know, for our good. And, and you know, we, you know, we talk about uh, the fact that God has saving grace, you know, that he, he, he gives us grace for salvation. But, you know, have we ever thought about the fact that God gives us suffering grace? 
you know, in in First Peter, Peter talked about that God gives us grace to go through the suffering. You know, again, you know, He's not responsible for the suffering. And, 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 man, when you look at all that God does, you know, for people who suffer, you know, you have to just stand back and say, man, what a mighty God that we, we serve. And, and, and not only that, but, you know, and, and this blows my mind, John and Kathy, uh, the fact that God will reward our suffering. In Romans 8, it says that, uh, that the suffering of this present world is not to be compared to the glory that will be revealed mm-hmm. in us in eternity. So, you know, I mean, the fact that we do go through suffering uh, and, and, and that, you know, God is weighing that out. God is taking that into account and, and that, you know, it's not going unnoticed by him and that, you know, in, in eternity. And, and that's not consolation for a, a, a lot of us right now, you know, because we want it's, it's like the, the commercial says, I want my money and I want it now, you know, and, and you know, we want to be healed and we want it right now. But the fact that, that God is working this thing out in the long haul and that we can have, you know, a great reward, you know, as we go through a time of suffering in our lives. Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. Bill, talk about the latest. What's going on at the church? John and I were so happy to be there several months ago when the grand opening happened. Um, talk about what it's like getting used to your new digs. Well, you know what? It's it's a blessing, uh, you know, and, and I... I, and I guess, you know, with the newness, you know, comes a new spirit. And, and yeah. that's not to say that, you know, you don't have the, a good spirit, you know, from where you came from. But, you know, it just seems like there's a new excitement at our church. You know, we're working on some next generation things. And uh, so, you know, it just seems like a, a, a lot of uh, excitement has been generated as God has blessed us to be able to build a new sanctuary and now worship in it. The, the next big thing that we have coming up in September, we have a missions conference, and uh, and we're looking forward to bringing missionaries from around the world uh, just to spend, you know, about five days with them. You know, we'll uh, have some worship services, some some preaching, and some missionary presentations, and this will be the first time that we will do that in our new sanctuary. So, you know, we're, we are excited about that. Excellent. No suffering there, Bill. Yeah, amen, brother. Amen, amen to that. Very That's good. awesome. <laughs> Bill, great to hear from you. Thanks. Always a pleasure, Bill. All right. Okay, Kathy, and I hope you get that uh, speck out of your eye. Yeah, there's. I know I'm pointing out the log in John's. Thank and so you. we're trying to. <laughs> Appreciate we're, it. We're living the scriptural truth right here in the here. Word right, of Him right. Studios. Meanwhile, <laughs> you're just kind of weeping out of one eye, I which am. is a particular at least, talent. At least I'm not weeping out of both eyes. That's very good. Okay. Bye, Bill. Yeah, Bill Glaze, Bethany Baptist Church. Fabulous place. You can see Bill. Here's teaching. Excellent indeed. Take a quick break. Talk about broadcast TV. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and 
trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 63. Partly sunny tomorrow, a thunderstorm in parts of the area for the afternoon. The high tomorrow, 84. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low of 61. Saturday will be partly sunny and less humid with a high of 83. Times of clouds and sun for Sunday with a high once again of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Do you watch uh, much broadcast television? The only thing I watch on broadcast TV is sports. But what you have Fubo, right? That's but, that's streaming through. Yeah, but it's broadcast that, TV, yeah, so it's it CBS, NBC, ESPN, right? Okay, AT and T Sports and Fox Sports. That's Never like local news. Never tune into Ray Tannehill. Never. Oh, uh, Ray, Ray's not on anymore. Hmm. That's uh, the last time I've watched it. Yeah. No, I don't watch any local news. No local news. Uh-uh. Nothing. No PBS, like, nothing. I have the, I, I have the PBS the app, app mm-hmm. so I watch it through, through Amazon Prime. Well, you're not alone. The number of viewers tuning in to watch live broadcast television each week has seen the sharpest fall since record-keeping began. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. That's not a surprise. No, it's not. Competition for the nation's attention intensifies... Um, I'm surprised by this. The proportion of people watching traditional TV each week has declined from 83% in 2021 to 79% in 2022. So that many people? Oh, because it was COVID? And we were watching? 
you're watching sports. Many people are watching like, you know. Are sports included in that? Well, it's it's live television. It's live broadcast television. But people tune in to watch, you know, like those reality shows like The, the Bachelor, Bachelor right? or Love Island or whatever. Stuff like that, uh-huh. right? Those are still pulling in numbers. I don't know. Do you, do you watch any broadcast TV? I watch uh, Turner Classic, TCM. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's broadcast TV. Right. That's yeah. Channel 730 and uh, Channel, what's uh, what's Root Sport? or I don't know. Whatever. Those are my two channels. Yeah. Everything else, I don't even know what I'm paying for. Right. Of what's course. the point? Of course. Lexi, do you watch any broadcast TV? I used to when I was in Texas and I worked at a TV station. Oh, of but, course you watched a lot. Yeah, uh, but now I don't. <laughs> um, none, none at all? No, not Do you really. have cable? Or do you I have... don't, and neither That's does true. anyone I visit regularly. No one, no one you know. Yeah. That might be the end. What about the big three, right? I mean, ABC, CBS, I, NBC? We talked several months ago about how... Uh, I think it was NBC that was considering sending the 10 o'clock hour back to oh, the local right. I remember markets. This. Yeah, yeah. Right, so that they wouldn't be doing the 10 o'clock drama, you know, right. in, in the law and order slot or, you know, whatever. That would not be broadcast. That would be not be national. That right. would be local. But I, I haven't heard anything else about that. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Remember, you'll have to remember this. I remember like uh, when September came. Oh, all the was new the shows. Start, exactly. The oh, start it was super of the new exciting. series. Right. And it used to be after Labor Day. And then it ended up being closer to the end of September. Right. But that was super exciting. Right. I mean, the big thing in our house was like, holy smokes, there's new episodes of Bonanza. It's like my dad was like you know, having a parade, having a parade in the living room. And then they would, oh you God. know, the advertisers, Chevy, they'd roll out all the new cars along with the yep. new TV shows. Right. It was a major thing on the calendar. Yep. I also remember when the series finales would be. Oh, right. So sometimes you'd have a May. double or you, you'd have a double, you know, an episode, you know, what would you call those double episodes? They probably had a name, know. you know, like the season finale was right. huge. And now there are exactly there's so many different options that you can. I mean, I actually get annoyed now when I get into a show and it's one of the ones that uh, only, a new episode drops. once right. a week. I get to wait a week. I know. I can't what believe I have to do that. Yeah, right. We're spoiled. Have you seen, watched The Bear? Uh, I watched three. <laughs> I watched three episodes. It was um, having worked in a kitchen. It was a little too much. It was. It was. It was kind of like you know, for the first time in my life, I use this word. I feel like I was triggered. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I've been there. I've yeah, done that. I know what that's that. like. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I need to see that. that. I, it's too much. I understand. A lot that. of tension. Lex, did you watch The Bear? Nope, I have no clue what it is. Two it's episodes. The, yeah, I mean, it's two seasons. I two seasons. Say. It's the show about the about the chef. Does that sound familiar to you? The bear. It's a, I think it's set yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, right? right. It's set in Chicago. He's a he's a chef of fine a high re- end high end fine restaurant. The family. Uh, yeah. They've got a, like a mom his, and pop his, restaurant. His, right. His brother dies. Right. And so he has to go home and and run the Chicago family sandwich shop. He thought he was going to close it. Right. But then he decides he wants to keep it open. And it's the whole thing about how he's trying to turn it into a functioning restaurant right. and a functioning business. And it's gotten it, great reviews. It is. So I love it so much. Are you deep into it? I, I've watched the first season twice mm-hmm. and now the second season's out, but I'm not emotionally ready. Just okay. like you said, sure, sure. It's, it's just too heavy. How many episodes? I think only eight, okay. and they're short. Right. You know, they're only like the twenty-three minute ones. Yeah, I think I watched two episodes, and I was like, okay. But I understand I, that. But I see you know, the great reviews, and I oh, go, well, maybe I should is, go do that. Yeah. The guy who stars in it is I, I, I can't imagine he's not a chef. Mm-hmm. He's just he he's just he's doing. Em, 
embodying that role. You see the kitchen work. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Well, no one's watching live TV. Okay. Or a few people. A few people are. Yeah. Sports Especially is not Lexi. Thank goodness for sports. Oh, how about Steeler football? The, the first, first football game is tonight. Yeah. The my Jets, wife, my the wife Jets let out a somebody. scream when I told her that. She's like, oh, no. Here it comes. I'm not ready for that. It's too early. 's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new music new, new, new music every hour new from David Leonard and Josh Baldwin is every firm foundation from Cody Carnes. Christ is my firm foundation and lead on Good Shepherd from Patrick Mayberry the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And... By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. JD Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. Junction Center Productions presents Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz Love and Light Tour. November 19th, Greensburg, Pennsylvania at Word of Life Church. Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz Love and Light Tour. Sponsored by Compassion International. One night, two artists, all your favorite songs. Get your tickets at JunctionCenterProductions.com. When you talk to your, your non-Christian friends, it, they, they tend to think, you know, and this is probably true, just because you're a Christian, that everyone who's a Christian thinks, acts, believes, behaves the same way. And then there are some Christians who are inside the church who think that everybody should think, act, and behave like them. But the truth of the matter is there's thousands and thousands sure and is. thousands 
of different Christian denominations who all think, act, believe, and behave <laughs> differently. Exactly. Well, Cy Gard is with us. Cy's been a regular guest on our show. He is a biochemist and um, a, a former atheist here today to talk to us about Christian unity, not uniformity. Hey, Cy, how you doing? Very well. How are you guys? We can't complain. Pretty good, Cy. Cy, what did you think about the church? Did you ever think about the church before you became a Christian? Well, uh, I I would say that I was so ignorant (laughs) of what the church was, meaning the the body of Christ. I I really didn't think about it much. In fact, I didn't join an actual church for several years because I I didn't know how. Hmm. Uh, I, I had come to believe uh, and it was very private. And when I finally did join a church, that opened up a whole nother world. Yeah. Um, it was as if I had been born again twice. <laughs> I bet. So that's interesting, Cy. So hmm. stepping back, saying to yourself, I believe in Jesus Christ, but not engaged in a community. How did you go about, you know, looking at different communities? Did you just show up at a church one week and go, that didn't feel right, or I don't understand that? Or what about that process, deciding what was the the unity for you? Well, uh, it was pure random chance. I went to one church where I knew somebody who was a member, and uh, I couldn't find a parking space, so I left. (laughs) (laughs) And I then the next I was very nervous about this. I bet, then sure. The next Sunday I went to another church, um, which was in the town where I lived uh, in Rockville, Maryland, and uh, there was a parking space. <laughs> and I walked in and sat down. I heard a wonderful sermon, and I went back the next week, heard it again. Pastor came over to me and said and welcomed me and asked. I told her a little bit about my story, and uh, I was asked if uh, if I wanted to get baptized. And really? Said, so, yeah. so this pastor asked you that right off the bat? Right off the bat. Um, and how'd you respond? I said, well, don't I need to take a class or a course? You know, because I had tried. It's another story, which I won't get into. My, my first ex- knowledge about Christianity was all about Roman Catholicism, and I had tried to become a Catholic, but it, it didn't work. Uh, and that's a, as I said, that's a very long story, but I had to take lots of instruction before I could yeah. sign up for baptism, and I, and I was amazed. Uh, the, the pastor, she told me, uh, you know, all you have to do is come, and you're ready, and we'll baptize you. So... I did, and the next week I was baptized. And that wow. Was, that was uh, 12 years ago. Was it sprinkle or immersion? Sprinkle. And what did that feel like? Well, I, I expected a voice to sound from heaven, yeah. but that didn't happen. No, no, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was a feeling. I, it's hard to describe. Um, I don't know how other adults feel, but... In my case, I really did feel a sense that my sins were forgiven. Is that and, right? Well, I had read that, so it was not, you know, but it was it, it was a strong feeling. It was something I had wanted to do for years and couldn't get to, and I finally was able to. And so it, was, it felt like a big step for me. I bet. Well, it was a huge step, yeah. yeah. So Christian unity, not uniformity. 
Talk to us about that, because there you were on the outside looking in. You're new to the church. I'm sure you've had an interesting journey, Cy. Yeah, um, you actually gave a great introduction, uh, John. I mean, um, yeah, we, <laughs> you know, it often amuses me when I when when atheists tell me that that uh, Christians all adhere to a rigid dogma that can't change, and then I, and then at the next sentence they say, "In which denomination is true?" <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I said, "You can't have both. If it's a rigid dogma, then there, there can't be, you know, <laughs> different denominations." Right. Uh, and I, I knew nothing. I didn't even know what a Protestant was, to tell you the truth. I'd heard about them, but I, I didn't know any pro- many Protestants. Uh, I knew some, a lot of Catholics, and I didn't know what the difference was between Methodists and Presbyterians and Lutherans, and, you know, I didn't know what a Calvinist was, yeah. luckily. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I learned how to learn a lot. Uh, I joined the Methodist Church, uh, as I said, pretty much by chance. And but I, I, I'm happy there. You know, I, I think I could be happy at many denominations, and I've been to non-denominational churches where I was quite moved. Uh, I haven't yet been to a church service from any denomination that that I did not like, Good. and I've been to several. Interesting. L- let me ask and, you about this. I, sorry, this is interesting to both Kath and I, I'm sure, because you said. You know, it was a woman pastor. Now there are people yeah. people who are listening who go, "Whoa, what's up with that?" I mean, that has its own fabric right. of complexity within the Christian Church that there's a woman pastor, right? Which is strange. I think it yes, is. Yes, and and that that's one of the many issues: complementarianism. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had no idea about that. Now I knew that the Catholics did not have, uh, don't have women priests, and I was aware of that. I I didn't know. Uh, that there were women pastors in some denominations and not in others. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that. Uh, but I later found that there are quite a few differences uh, among the denominations that have to do with things like that. You know, sexuality, views on various aspects of sexuality, which has only grown more uh, mm-hmm. in, in modern days. And the reason I wanted to talk about this was I just got back from a uh, a one-week conference. It was held up in Toronto, Canada, uh, by uh, held by the American Scientific Affiliation, which is the largest group in the nor- in North America of uh, scientists who are Christians. Really? So this is a combination of science and theology and some mixture of the two. And uh, it was fascinating because there were talks on all kinds of subjects and a lot of disagreement. Uh, I gave a talk. Uh, my friend Hugh Ross, who's the former uh, head of uh, Reasons to Believe, yeah. was actually gave a talk in the same session I was in. And there were there were people who didn't agree with either one of us. <laughs> you know, the, I talked about origin of life and and uh, you know. Uh, I had one member of the audience, a good friend of mine, uh, doesn't agree with my view. And there were talks on, for example, on uh, transsexuality, which is a very controversial topic, as we know. And again, there were people in the audience who did not agree uh, and lots of discussion. But, you know, we all worship together at the worship service and uh if you want to see a 10-minute video a 10-second video of that 
I posted it on Facebook. So, uh, you know, it's it shows 250 PhD scientists all singing uh, How Great Thou Art That's cool. in a worship service. Wow. And I mean, that that destroys the idea that science and faith are not compatible. Right. But but if you look under the surface, you'll find lots of disagreements. But the key thing I believe is that unity among Christians is incredibly important, especially these days. And it's it's getting hard to really find. But what I think we need to do is take all the arguments we have, whether it's about whether it's about evolution, and that's a big one, I know, uh, whether it's about other scientific issues, young earth creationism, old earth creationism, all of those things are worth exploring and worth discussing and worth seeing how it works with the Bible and bringing the Bible into it. I heard one talk about someone who showed that Genesis actually, if you look at the Hebrew, actually discusses evolution, which I'd never heard before, <laughs> but, you know, it was presented by a scholar. And what we need to do is agree to disagree, but also agree that we all agree that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. that he died and rose from the dead and for our salvation, and our sins are forgiven. I mean, this is this is the, 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 the bedrock Christian tenets, as given in the creeds, are what unite us. And that's important because that's not trivial. <laughs> the whole concept of Christianity, the concept that God became a man, when he became incarnated in a human being, and preached and told us and did signs and wonders, made, did miracles, uh, and preached to us how we should live, and revolutionize the world. I mean, completely change the world. And that's what we need to hang on to. And everything else will eventually get worked out as it has in the past. I mean, yes, there have been heresies that were that were countered, but none of the, I don't believe any of the disagreements we have today on any subject rise to the level of heresy because none of them challenge the basic credo, the basic belief that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. That's Dr. Seigart. He's the author of the book, The Works of His Hands, Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. So I wish we had more time to break this down. Uh, our time's almost up. But um, last question, I'm going to have to ask you to, can you answer it in a minute? Um, mm -hmm. Were you encouraged by being at the conference? What would, like? What was your takeaway? I'm very much encouraged. Uh, it's just, it's just wonderful to have fellowship with, with so many people, uh, especially as a scientist. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's wonderful to have fellowship with other scientists and to have these discussions and to understand that, you know, what it all comes down to it, singing how great thou art is what counts and arguing about whatever is secondary. Yeah. I'm into that. That's good. Well, Cy, great to talk to you as always. Always a pleasure, Cy. Thank you. Thank you. Take care of that. Dr. Seigart, he's a biochemist. He's also a former atheist. His book is called The Work of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Seigart. Take a quick break. Got a really interesting story about something lost and found. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. For me. 
The little things in life make me smile the hardest, like fancy potato chips. I'm talking about when you open a fresh bag and you see one of those super chips. They're folded like tacos or fortune cookies, but then you have a second and third chip wrap around it, creating this monster chip that you can barely get your mouth around. Those things are awesome. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and I share that useless little thing to ultimately say, you know what's not a little thing, Mr. and Mrs. Word FM listener? Our direct lender advantage. We use our own money and make our own decisions within our own walls. There's no middleman, which means whether you're finally making the move on a new home or you're looking to cash out some of that newfound value your current home has earned, we can often move faster and get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing from 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care. And that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly. And it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you. And that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. Friday, August 18th, join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Faith and Family Dinner Cruise. From 6.30 to 9, enjoy a special night out for families, couples, and groups of friends. Featuring a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. But don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinner cruise. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, right. 724 New Roof. Very nice. This is a story I read. It's a, a young girl, uh, 17 years old. She's a senior this year, coming in, a rising senior. Her name is Emily Dickerson. And uh, a few weeks back, as this last school year was ending, she was on a choir trip in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And at the end of the choir trip, they were all going to the beach. And um, everyone was at the beach, and they were all given a, a box lunch from Subway. And so um, she had a couple of rings, and her most prized possession in her life was a ring that was given to her by her grandmother. And in it, in this little ring, it had like a little uh, clasp that opened up, were some of the cremains of her father. Wow. So she said, you know, this ring was given to her when she was 10 years old. She, her father died when she was three. She never really remembers her father. Anyway, to save keep the rings, she put the rings in her box lunch. Well, then she ate her box lunch. She forgot about the rings. Oh, no. She put it in the trash. Oh, no. She's driving on the bus home 
when she looked at her hands and realized, I don't have those rings. At the next stop, the next rest stop, she jumped off and called her mother. And she was a panic, crying. Her mother called the San Antonio Parks and Recreation Department. This was a Friday evening. They were closed. So on Monday morning, someone for the Parks and Rec in San Antonio gets this message. They call the mother. They go, eh. They go back to the beach where there are, get this, four tons of garbage. Three workers commit to sifting through four tons of garbage. Come on. They find the subway box, and there's the ring. No way. Yep. Can you believe that? Come on. Yep. They jumped in for more than three hours. They sifted through four tons of trash in a 40-yard dumpster. It contained three days' worth of garbage that had been baking in nearly 100-degree heat over the weekend. Oh, my God. Those three people. And they found the ring. Isn't that cool? Of course, the young girl was in tears. That is incredible. There was a reunion, and the ring was I found. can't believe that there were three people who were willing to do that. See, you think that there are useless, selfish, horrible people on earth. No, there's people. And you who are realize great. that they're really right. wonderful. Who would do that? That's such well, an unselfish thing to do. Apparently, this is a thing that people who work in trash removal are called to do these kind of things. And the, and the woman who's in charge of the San Antonio Public Works Department says, Yeah, we regularly do this. But this, he said, this one had a happy ending. Can you imagine? Every time my garbage comes. I say, God, thank you that we live, that I live in a community that where I can have garbage pickup. Yep. I mean, you know how many communities you've been to and I've been uh, to. There's, I mean, the thought of garbage, the thought of garbage pickup is so preposterous. I like they this. can't even imagine that that could ever happen. No, I mean, and you look at, look at all the garbage we create. I mean, can you imagine what it's like to go to a dump? Like, I don't even know where my municipal dump is. Do you? You know where yours is? What's no. That? Yeah, right, exactly. It just I disappears know. and you go, okay, there it goes. All right. of the years that I um, grew up uh, summering at Chautauqua Lake in New York, we had to take our garbage to the dump. Oh, to the dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was no pickup. Drive down in there. So, I, I mean, I could do that route in my sleep. Right. Around here? I have, I have no idea. No, neither do I. Yeah. Waste management, right? Yeah. Thanks to, to the, all the men and women who make oh up possible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Isn't that true? Yeah. Did you get new garbage cans? Uh, You mean... Like from the, the municipality? Yeah. No. What? You we guys got get, yeah, we got new garbage cans. Specific? That, yeah, that go with the new garbage trucks. Really? So that you're able, so that. Oh, the, they clip in and go. Right. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, really? No. You don't have those. No, we That's don't. We bad, don't live. John. We don't live in that kind of a neighborhood. <laughs> we, don't. we don't. I live in the fancy neighborhood. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, Jangle your jewelry yeah. there and. Uh, <laughs> Good, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, let me make a little segue here. Yeah, because August 18th, we have a big night coming up. That's right. We're going on the uh, Gateway Clipper. I, I believe that the days are dwindling because reservations have to be in. Yeah. So if you want to come with us on the trip August 18th, we embark, as Lexi told us yesterday, mm -hmm. at uh, 6.30 p.m. Yeah. We'll be back at the dock at 9. That's and easy. it's a dinner and it's fun. You get to see beautiful parts of Pittsburgh from the water. Yeah. You can hang out with John and I. Are Lex the, will be there. Are the pirates playing that night? Mm, We'd go know. by PNC Park, and you know, which is always nice to see. Right. You know, the North Shore lit up. Yeah. Anyway, we would love for you to be there. So yep. please go to wordfm.com and make your reservation now yep. because I think we have to turn in our numbers in the next couple of days. I think so. Winding down, yeah. so they say. Yeah. Join us. 
It's relaxing, it's fun, and it's, it's really, for a couple to go out, fairly inexpensive for a truly special yeah. night. Yeah. So I encourage you to go at wordfm.com and check us out. That's the kind of thing you should do over right. the summer. Cass wearing a lobster dress? You wearing a lobster dress? Uh, it's, it's, it's maritime. Lex, you got something going on as well? She's thinking about the shrimp right. thing. I got a fish shirt. Everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Republican Senator Tom Cotton is condemning the latest indictment against former President Trump. Senator Tom Cotton told Fox News after skimming the indictment, it seems like what he called something that you'd get from an MSNBC producer for a special on that channel. The indictment charges Trump with conspiracy to defraud the U.S. over his claims of election fraud costing him the 2020 election. Senator Cotton notes the former president's words and actions following the election were all constitutionally protected. Trump supporters say a string of indictments, this one being the third, is designed to keep the former president from reclaiming the White House in 2024. Bob Agner reporting. Gunman Robert Bowers, who stormed a synagogue in the heart of Pittsburgh's Jewish community and killed 11 worshipers, has been formally sentenced to death. It was the deadliest attack on Jews in U.S. history. This is SRN News. If you owed $30 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $30 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. So it doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Groups has a free guide called Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. Get this free guide from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group now, 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. Don't miss the final days of of end-of-season deals during the truckload event at Lowe's. Right now, save on major appliances and get an additional 10% off in-store clearance appliances. Plus, take up to 25% off select storage totes like the Project Source Commander Tote. Just $11.98 was $15.98. Find big savings now. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Vow through 8-9. Exclusions apply. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. My ride smells just right. Just right. Just right. Just right. Just right. Y'all gotta try just that for Bree's right. car. Just right. Just right. Just right. La 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 la. Yeah. 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 With up to 40 days of consistency. All over Bree's car clips right on your bed. Yeah. You yeah. know my car's my happy place. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. 
Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh August 13th and 14th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton in Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, August 13th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, August 14th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. There's nothing harder than losing someone we love. When the loss is sudden, our faith is tested. In his book, Seasons of Sorrow, Christian blogger Tim Challies documents his family's journey after the death of his son. He takes us through the first year with a vulnerable openness about how his family dealt with grief and how they found comfort in the gospel. Request Seasons of Sorrow at truthforlife.org slash donate. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 63. Partly sunny tomorrow with thunderstorm in parts of the area for the afternoon. The high tomorrow, 84. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low of 61. Saturday will be partly sunny and less humid with a high of 83. Times of clouds and sun for Sunday with a high once again of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Last week, I was uh, at the beach, and uh, my wife and I went, we went with two other couples, two uh, other couples, very good friends of ours. And mine. Uh, and yours as well, <laughs> yeah, right. but you chose not to attend. I already had vacation plans, let me just That's clarify fine. that. We, we talked about you down there. Yeah, thanks. We said a few things. Yeah, I figured Oh, the Emmons. What's going yeah. on with the Emmons there? Yeah. They always reject us well, we when did. they make their vacation plans We ran plans down that before. And we know that next year's off the table as well. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. Well, anyway, so I spent a lot of time in the water, like by myself. So I'm just standing out there thinking. And the, and the water was incredible last week, like glass. I mean, just... So like no surf? Very, very, very little surf. And I've been going to the wow. ocean every year since I was you yeah. know, a kid. That's incredible. It was incredible. Six full days of that. So a lot of time to just stand there and, you know, get dunk and just roast out in the water. I was thinking about, because, you know, you go, I go into this, you know, blanket or underneath the umbrella and we're sitting there and having a beverage and a lot of laughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm out there in the water thinking about laughter and... What laughter does for us, you know, how, how it kind of binds us together, you know, mm-hmm. the reason I love these people and you too, is because when we get together, we just laugh. Yeah, we do. We get each other. Mm-hmm. And isn't, I, that's so interesting to me that, you know, I, I saw um, the new Jim Gaffigan. Um, oh, yeah. Dark. What's it called? Dark pale. A darker shade of pale. I think, yeah. And we we laughed. Now, it is a little darker. It's not your typical Jim Gaffigan thing. But it was still very funny. It's very, how, very funny. How stuff. is it not your typical Jim Gaffigan thing? It's a little darker. So it's not a comedy show? He's it's... not talking about, you know, Hot Pockets. Really? It's a comedy show. It's very funny. Believe me, it's okay, very funny. Okay. But, you know, it's a little dark. It's unusual for Gaffigan to go, oh, mm. really? That's, he's talking about that. He's talking about that. You know? Okay. But there he is in this theater. I think he's in, I think he's in Texas. Probably a couple thousand people. So there's one of the, you know, the, sort of like a the drone shot over okay. the audience. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of people. Okay. 
And you should have seen those faces. I mean, after two plus hours of that, I think this special was 65 minutes, but he did say, you know, we're editing for, for content. But when you go to a, something like that and you walk out, it's different than when you go, you know, to another kind of event. Even in a, even in a piece of theater, the laughter binds mm-hmm. us somehow as a community. Yeah, because it's such a relief. Because the rest of life is so hard. So difficult. It's painful. There's a lot of anxiety. There can be a lot of hostility. And so shared laughter is such a balm. Mm-hmm. And it's a relief that yeah. it's because you know what else it could be. Yeah, you know what of I course. mean? It's like you feel lighter. I feel lighter. So there are very, very few comedians who can stand in front of an audience for an hour or so. And make people laugh because we're so partisan today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, you ever been to comedy club? I really, that's not my thing. Me too. It's really not my thing. I've got a friend thing. who's a stand-up comic. Yeah. And come on, I'm doing a, a new set. There's more F-bombs per yes, second. It's and just, that's not humor. It's not. Um, it's so aggressive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I understand that you're part of the aggressiveness of trying to survive it. Yeah. I get that. But it's just not my thing. I mean, anybody who does stand-up. It's impressive. That's gutsy. That's, and it's, that is super gutsy. And it's a super brain. Mm-hmm. That is an incredible amount of stuff to remember. I mean, the courage to stand up there yes. in front of a room full of people, mm-hmm. and you're the target, yep. and you're trying to do something to make people feel good or to laugh or to recognize something. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just love the idea of being with... There's an unwritten... It, uh, laughter is its own language in some mm-hmm. way, right? Because you laugh differently, right? You have a little chuckle, you have a guffaw, you have a hearty laugh. All these different shades and variations of laughter. It's like, it's a, it's its own language. I was watching a, uh, it wasn't a comedy thing. It was a uh, documentary. Um, uh, Might have been, yeah, I think it was Amazon Prime. Um, and there was a, a portion of it that was an interview with Ian McKellen, mm. the British great actor, British actor yeah. who's 84 years old and just starred in Hamlet. Wow. An 84-year-old Hamlet. Um, That's incredible. Isn't it? The memory alone. But listening to him talk, his skills in uh, performance mm-hmm. of every kind – is all behind his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like the real guy. He's right. not he's not a character when he's talking. It's yeah. him. But you can as he's talking, you can see Gandalf in there, mm-hmm. right? You can see Dumbledore. You can see all the Shakespearean characters. There's just so much in him. He's been doing this probably since he was 12. I can't get, I was just really um, really 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 amazed mm-hmm. by that. And I The subtlety of that. Yes. The subtlety of right. that and yeah. how much and, – and so when I think of Gaffigan, I'm not trying to put them on the same level, but I'm just saying that the amount of things you have to be able to balance in your mind while you're performing that right. is – that's why they're – I mean, how many great True comedians greats. can you name? Not that many. 20, right, right. probably. No, I think about you because you went, and, you went and saw Gaffigan. Yeah, I did at the And you said it was boring. It was boring. I fell asleep. Now, I love him. Of course. But it's not meant, I mean, that big of a room. Like He doesn't move. No. Right? He just stands and there. And so the, the stage is dark. Mm-hmm. I was in the third row from the back on the floor. So it's very dark. He's a very small person. There were no screens. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so you're watching him, and it, 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 I mean, he's so funny, but I fell, I fell asleep. I was just, it's meant for TV. Right. That's kind of interesting because sometimes I've, I've heard complaints from people who go to church and go, well, my pastor, he doesn't move. Mm. He doesn't, you know, use his, yeah. and, and you think, well, that's not really, uh, your pastor is not trying to perform for you. Right. Right. The pastor is digging deeper into something. So talk about the subtlety of the gospel that's being presented on a Sunday morning. Yeah. In some ways, that that ties that bind of the gospel are also kind of what I'm describing with the ties that bind with laughter. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're they're opposite in some ways, but they're also equally connected. Yeah. I don't know if they're opposite. I think they're just probably two different ways of looking at it. I mean. But it is subtle and powerful. Yeah, and unspoken in large part. And it's something that you feel. How about when your pastor does this? And people sit. Oh, the silence? Oh, my gosh. I love it so much, but Mm -hmm. it makes everybody anxious. Right. Silence is such a tool. Silence is tricky, isn't it? (laughs) I love it. We don't have enough of it. We have very little silence in our world. That's why I was out at the beach last week. I had no headphones. I had no phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just had the sound of the ocean. Right? Which I mean, is such a great sound. Uh, and and you know, even if you have like a white noise machine and you set it on ocean setting, mm-hmm. it's it's like the difference between. You oh know, yeah, it's not the same you know. thing. Though I do like my white noise machine. It's could you could you hear the surf when you were going so, to yeah, sleep? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the house had air conditioning. Yeah. Of course, my wife and I, we don't have air conditioning. So we're like, let's open up the windows in our bedroom. Right. And we could hear the surf. It was lovely. It's epic. Laughter in the surf. Anyway, laugh. Laugh while you can. Do it. Okay, well, we're taking a break. Yeah, we're going to come back and talk about Barbenheimer. Oh. Um, So Hollywood on strike. Barbenheimer on strike. Talk about it next. Alyssa Wilkinson, film critic from Vox.com. Stay close. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Benjamin William Hastings. That's the thing about praise. praise. We the kingdom and Jesus does. That's what Jesus does. And Big God from Terrian. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. A moo moo here and a moo moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot more. A different menu each day. The locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the Springhouse. And be sure to save room for apple pie, ho-ho cake, Oreo cheesecake, or lots of other from-scratch goodies for dessert. Have I made you hungry yet? Let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. 
Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. Monday, we went to the theater, to the movies. And for the first time, and I can't tell you how many years, the theater was packed. I mean, you had trouble finding a seat. It was great. It just felt like, oh, we've turned a corner here. The pandemic be damned. There we are. We're in a new era. I think in many ways you could say, well, thanks to Barbenheimer, right? Mm-hmm. The Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer film are packing them in. Some people doing the double feature. Barbie, at one showing, take a little break and then go see Oppenheimer. We're here to talk to us about the theater. Alyssa Wilkinson's back with us. Alyssa Wilkinson is a critic and senior culture reporter at Vox.com. Also the author of a book that we love called Salty, Lessons on Eating, Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women. Alyssa, welcome back to the show. It's so good to be here. Our pleasure. Alyssa, the numbers that are coming in, the numbers mm. of people who have been in a cinema, I mean, it's just shocking. Mm-hmm. AMC reported, you know, their best weekend in history, what? in the history mm-hmm. of AMC uh, two weekends ago. I mean, that's that's an incredible thing when we thought post-COVID cinema was dead. Yeah, it totally is. In fact, I, I got some statistics yesterday that said that July 2023 was the biggest box office month, uh, the second biggest ever. Wow. <laughs> like, just completely. And, you know, Barbie's going to cross the billion-dollar mark um, this weekend worldwide. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of this is obviously due to Barbie and Oppenheimer. But there's a lot of other movies that have done quite well, too, and it all just kind of piled up in the same month. I have to say, for someone like me who, like, really cares about the communal viewing experience, this is very exciting times. <laughs> I bet it is, yeah. Okay, so obviously, Alyssa, as a film critic, you've seen both Barbie and Oppenheimer. Uh, I have. Yeah, so... Uh, did you see them in the same day? Did you? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I saw them one day apart. Yeah, I think it's probably smart. It's an awful lot. Okay, so give us your impressions. Uh, I have not seen Barbie. I don't think, Kathy, you've seen Barbie. I haven't seen either one. Yeah, so tell us about Barbie. Yeah, so, I mean, Barbie is directed by Greta Gerwig, who people might remember from Lady Bird or Mm -hmm. from the more recent Little Women, both movies I really, really love. 
Um, I knew it would be a smart movie, uh, and I knew it would probably not be what people were expecting just seeing, you know, the Barbie movie, because we've had so many boring movies based on toys. Yeah. <laughs> you toys and video games and things, right? We're just used to it. Um, but she's she's always been a little smarter than that, so I had high hopes. Um, also, she and I are almost exactly the same age, so it felt like we might have some of the same cultural references. Mm-hmm. Um, but, what you know, there's lots and lots and lots of interesting things to say about Barbie because there's just a lot kind of stuffed into the movie, and it's very funny. Um, but when I sat down to write about it, I realized that the best thing I could write about is how it's just a big um, Garden of Eden metaphor. <laughs> I mean, it's not even by accident. She actually talked about this in interviews, how she kind of saw um, the story as a way to think about the creation. And, you know, you can kind of trace like creation, fall and redemption through the movie, which I don't think people were necessarily expecting. Uh, Um, But after, after I wrote about it, you know, a bunch of other um, writers started picking, you know, writing their own pieces about it too. So there's a lot out there that you can read about it. But generally I just think it's like, it's wonderful to see a movie that's, fun and that the jokes are funny, um, that also has a, a thought in its head. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So PG-13, so not for mm-hmm. like your typical Barbie, you know, 10-year-old, 7-year-old This isn't Barbie, Barbie Fairytopia. No. Well, I know a lot of people who brought their younger uh, children to see it, and it's, you know, it's like fine. There are some jokes probably that, you know, read to to teens and adults, but would fly over the heads of children. Um, But generally, you know, it is a movie that's kind of about a lot. Like there's a joke about, um, I don't even want to say it actually, because I don't want to ruin it, but there's like jokes about political philosophy and just like things that people that, you know, it's not a movie for kids, basically, even though kids can probably really enjoy it. I just saw on Facebook that a friend of mine took her three-year-old and she did because it was just beautiful and um it's very eye-popping there's a lot of pink there's a lot of fun this dance dance numbers and music but yeah i mean it's definitely a movie for um grown-ups maybe down to tweens i think the youngest main character is is about 11 or 12 in the movie okay what Mm -hmm. about people who are saying uh it's a barbie movie i didn't expect it to be political (laughs) i mean i don't think it is Political, I think that's a pretty broad definition of the word political, but it definitely is a movie that's wrestling and tangling with a lot of questions about, you know, what does it mean to be an individual versus being in a group? What does it mean to, you know, tell women that they can be anything, which is what the Barbie toy always did, and then also have them live in a world where that functionally isn't true. You know, none of us really get the choice to decide everything absolutely about our lives. And as one of the characters says, what if you're just a mom who's just trying to get through the day? Like, is it okay for me to be that person? Am I still, can I still be a woman and not have to be a girl boss? And I think that's a pretty valuable lesson for a movie to be teaching and and a little bit subversive in a movie about a doll that was supposed to teach something entirely different. Yeah, that's good. So I I was kind of like, when I first heard about it, I was like, eh, I'm not going to be too interested in that. Because I thought what you were saying, Alyssa, you know, like just a dumb sort of commercial for the whole Barbie franchise thing. But we're going to go, we're going to go to the drive-in, which I think is like the ultimate drive-in movie for me. Mm-hmm. Perfect drive-in movie. And uh, just so much fun and, like, bring some ice cream and, and just have a good time. Excellent. Very good. Okay, so uh, Monday this week, we went and saw Oppenheimer. 
Um, mm-hmm. I was excited to see it. To be honest, I was a little disappointed in the in the tr- in the tack that they took with the story. I mean, I remember years ago reading about Oppenheimer, thinking, "Oh my gosh, what a story!" It's kind of different than what I thought, but that's neither here nor there. I still enjoyed the film. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think if you go into it thinking it's going to be like a soup to nuts biopic about Robert Oppenheimer, you're definitely going to be disappointed. Um, You know, and Christopher Nolan has a few obsessions. He always is making movies about where technology and science intersect with, um, you know, human emotion, basically. So you think about a movie like Interstellar or or Dunkirk or Tenet, all those movies really are thinking about where science and humanity intersect. And he, he always is kind of looking for where transcendence actually lives. And I think the best thing to do when you go into Oppenheimer, well, is maybe read my review because there's a metaphor in there about physics that he sets up very early and then it's very subtle throughout about fission and fusion and how power is created. But really, in the end, this is a movie about power. It's about men who have power, who aren't sure whether they've used their power well, who've created power and, and are worried about what it means, um, who are trying to produce power, grub power for themselves, all of those things. That's that's really the thing that is spread throughout the movie. And, it you know, it does run along certain different tracks, and you have to really be paying attention. And I think if you sort of know the story of Oppenheimer's life, not just the bomb. This is not really a movie about a bomb, right. but if you kind of know the story of his life and what happened after the Manhattan Project, then it will all track a little more easily for you. But, you know, Christopher Nolan never makes movies that are going to let you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No. Um, and, you know, this one is looks so incredible, just so incredible. I, the The images are so just moving to think about even now and thinking about when they're depicting his imagine, you know, his imagination about physics. Like that's not something that's easy to put on screen. So, um, you know, there's some deep moral and ethical lessons in it. And I think it's something that should prompt a lot of people to ask themselves a lot of questions about power and how we use it. But, you know, generally it's just, a way of thinking about power in the visual and narrative medium. That's really good. Did you like it? I loved it. Did yeah. You? I mean, I think it's, I think it's quite brilliant. I was saying to my husband yesterday, cause he hasn't seen it yet that, um, you know, when I, uh, I sometimes 15 minutes into a movie, I get the feeling that this, that I'm in the hands of a master mm-hmm. who's at the top of his game and a smile just breaks over my face. And I had that experience with Oppenheimer. Is that right? That is really is that good. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, what about uh, your choice of theaters? Did you see it in IMAX? Is my theaters because I'm seeing them ahead. So I just oh, have right. to see them wherever the studio shows me. But uh, yes, Universal did show us um, in 70 millimeter IMAX. And I know that it's a giant challenge to see Oppenheimer in that format yeah. um, because, you know, it's sold out in New York City. Um, it was sold out, I think, for three or four weeks <laughs> before the film opened. Uh, cool. We also only have one IMAX screen, if you can believe it. But um but if you can see it that way, I highly recommend it just because the grain of the film actually adds a lot to the movie. And uh, uh, Nolan loves to actually use IMAX for him. It's not that spectacle. It's a, if you actually watch when he uses IMAX versus regular widescreen in the movie, you can see that he's doing something with that. That's sort of uh, telling a story just in those choices. So, um, so it's definitely worth it if you get the chance to do Excellent. it. Wow. Um, okay, Alyssa, I got to ask you, what about uh, Mission Impossible? 
Um, what about mm-hmm. other summer movies besides the big two? Yeah, um, I love the Mission Impossible movies. Me too. I love they it. are they're so fun, aren't they? They're they just sure my are. favorite franchise. Um, you know, the stunts are incredible. Of course, Tom Cruise is like really set on doing them yep. basically himself. You know, there's a little you know, he's on a cable or whatever, but there there's That's still it. he's jumping his bike off a cliff, yep, and he's sixty something years old. Yeah. So that's no small feat. Um, you know, this one actually, I think is great. Be- it's sort of inadvertently or maybe on purpose uh, about this exact moment in that the big bad in it, it's not really a spoiler, is AI. It's yeah. an AI that's grown so big and g- gone rogue. And they do spend a lot of time explaining it to one another, which might kind of be unnecessary, but sort of expected. But I think it sort of manages to explain the dangers of um, that that could be presented by AI to not just creative people, which is, of course, you know, what Hollywood is talking about right now, but also to world economies and world political systems mm-hmm. and the peace, you know, the peace of the globe. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of fascinating to watch through that lens and just know that this is kind of a movie about this moment in a way that they couldn't have really anticipated even when they were shooting it back in 2020. That's cool. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. She's a film critic, Vox.com to follow her easily. Of course on Twitter as well. Alyssa, uh, speaking of AI, uh, you're closely watching the uh, strike in Hollywood, multiple strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news was that the, they're going to finally have a conversation and sit down. A lot of this does involve AI, which is weird. Talk about that for a little yeah. bit. Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, I've been really, really following this very closely because, um, you know, when this kind of disruption happens in Hollywood, it's a big deal for everybody, not just for the people who are working or making money. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's really useful to know that they're sure they are striking over things like how streaming has changed the amount of money that people are paid and their ability to just live a very, very basic middle class lifestyle. But AI uh, is the kind of thing that is on the horizon that they don't want to miss the threat of. And I think people might have become more aware that, you know, for instance, the studios definitely would prefer to use AI, you know, pay somebody 500 bucks for a day, scan them and then never hire them again and just have their digital image on hand. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons that that is disturbing that I think we could think about. But two are just one is that's the way that people get into the industry, right? They start as extras yep. and they try to work their way up. And lots of people never do. Lots of people pay their bills basically just by being an extra and waitressing or something like that. And that's their livelihood. But then the second reason is, I don't know about you, but I feel personally very attached to the idea that art should be, um, you know, as as tied to human creation mm-hmm. as possible. That it, you know, art is a celebration of human creativity that God put in all of us. Um, and when we try to cut as many humans out of the picture as possible, what we're doing is trying to cut out that part of of creativity and of art. And that, you know, as a Christian, that disturbs me deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a person who cares about art, I don't want to live in a world where it's too expensive to, for any for any human to be involved in the process or where a couple of people get to do all of the work instead of spreading it around and having more voices and perspectives. So in some ways, that's really what I see the strike as being about. You'll get, you know, different answers from different people. Um, but there, there's just that movement to wanting to make sure that humans are still cr- connected to the process mm-hmm. of making the stuff that we spend our time watching. 
Alyssa, so good to talk to you. Too fast, as always. Great to talk to you, too. Hope, hopefully by the time we talk next time, both of us will have seen both movies. Yeah, and the strike is over <laughs> and uh, better days ahead. Let's hope so. Yeah. Thanks okay. so much. Our That's pleasure. Alyssa Wilkinson. Right. She's a critic and so senior culture reporter at Vox.com. Get that book, Salty, Lessons on so Eating, good. Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women, Alyssa Wilkinson. Take a quick break. The Daily Feature, does this make sense? It's next. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. yourself stuck in a timeshare get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation chuck mcdowell founder of wesley financial group has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free call 800-822-1388 800-822-1388 i'm kareem abdul jabbar I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Friday, August 18th, join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Faith and Family Dinner Cruise. From 6.30 to 9, enjoy a special night out for families, couples, and groups of friends. Featuring a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Home's John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. But don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. See partly cloudy skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 63. Partly sunny tomorrow. A thunderstorm in parts of the area for the afternoon. The high tomorrow, 84. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low of 61. Saturday will be partly sunny and less humid with a high of 83. Times of clouds and sun for Sunday with a high once again of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, 
I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Uh, does what make sense? That spray stuff the people buy to clean vegetables. It's oh, like a it's oh, like a veggie right, wash. Right, 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 right. You can buy it in the produce section. There are a bunch of different product names. Does that make sense? That's a little precious, don't you think? I mean, unless you like you're buying, you know, vegetables that have been dumped with like DEET or something. I, well, I guess the question is, you don't really know. Well, you see, like people like even have like a little scrub brush for their, for yeah. their vegetables. Are you against that too? I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's not me. I'm not going to do that. It doesn't make sense for me personally. Your results may vary. <laughs> you may choose to use a little spray stuff or the yeah. little scrub brush. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean. I think if you wash them off, yeah, no one's going to die. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? I think I don't think it makes sense that little stuff. Do you want to do that? No, I really don't. Do you have it? No. Will you ever no, buy it? No. How about a brush? No, because I here's yeah, I have a little scrub brush. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I feel like if we're concerned about the chemicals on our food, then we're adding another chemical to the food to clean it off. It seems like we're moving backward instead of forward. Well, no, I mean. I don't know. I feel I'm like running water in the scrub. It's I feel, enough. I it's feel enough. pretty good about that, though I have no scientific basis for my good feeling. I, I'm not. I'm not. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm saying no to that. We've evolved. And people are. I don't know. Well, whatever I say is not going to change anybody's mind. For me personally, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, it doesn't All make right. sense to me either. All right, does this make any sense? Hmm. The pet owner, you, me, Lex. Yeah. Clipping your own animal's nails. Oh. Your cat. You want to clip your cat's nails? Are you asking me if that I makes am. sense? Does that make sense that to you? That makes all the sense in the world, and I can't do it. Because I didn't start when they were kittens, and now I hate myself. Uh-huh. Let my mistake be a lesson to you. Right. You? No. Oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Well, it, it I ma- thought you were about no, to tell me it, it made makes sense. It makes sense, but I can't do it either, because we get these cats from a barn. Seriously. I pick them. I pick them up. And they don't want to like. They don't even want to be held. No, of course not. So, so I wish the, I could. My cats would flay me well, if my, I did that. My old dog, I did. You know, he was easy peasy. Right. But now my wife told me, "Oh, we have to go and get the cat. Twenty-one bucks." I'm like, it takes like three seconds. Plus, they won't even do my cat. What? Because. Because they're anxious Cause or my, angry. Because my cat is becomes, he's the most delightful creature until he gets in right, there and he right. becomes son of Sam. So I see, don't know then what it's worth happened. it. It does make sense for someone to do it for well, you. Yeah, but it would have made a lot more sense if I would have taught him to do it when he was a tiny thing. What? I mean, you invite I these animals into your house it's and they take over. It's just a lot of work. Why do we do this, right. you guys? We say clean vegetables. Exactly. At least they clean. 101.5 WORD. It's summer in Pittsburgh, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuition. 
situations. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? Term Busters, a Christian-owned company, can help. There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45, non-smoker, $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for 10 years. Or a man age 50, non-smoker, can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 800-558-9940. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 800-558-9940. Remember, 800-558-9940. Simple rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker underwriting. Exam required to qualify. That number for term busters, Christian owned and operated, is 800-558-9940. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750 or BigLou.com. Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Pittsburgh Christian Academy in West Mifflin. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. Sunday morning, people get together, they worship, and a big part of that worship is singing. Don't you love it? I do. Yeah, I love it a lot. Dan Darling is with us again. Dan's been a regular guest over the many years we've done the show. Uh, He's an author, several books, including The Dignity Revolution, The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus, and The Characters of Easter, here today to talk to us why you should sing in church. Dan, it's a great subject. I mean, do you sing loudly in church, my friend? I mean, I try to sing as loud as I can. Uh, I I really get into it, and, uh, (laughs) you know, I think it's important to do that. Um, I've always been kind of a singer, you know. I grew up in church singing and singing hymns, and, uh, of course, you know, we love the worship at our church on Sunday morning, but... um, yeah, I, I, to me, you know, having gone to church for most of my life, um, you know, it's just something that has been such a gift. The the songs and the music that just, you know, the lyrics that come back uh, into your memory, especially during hard and difficult times. So, mm-hmm. I remember uh, having a guest on our show, maybe oh, it was a while ago, probably six, seven years ago. Um, and they were saying that they had recently come to faith, and when they went into a church, they were freaked out 
by people singing <laughs> really? because they hadn't grown up in the church. Oh. And this person said, seriously, the only time that I ever like this person ever sung in their whole life was take me out to the ball game. No high school choir, nothing. no call, nothing, nothing, really? nothing. And uh. it was really a, a kind of a good wake up call to me because I grew up singing in the church too. too. It's like second nature. And she was saying, believe me, when people come into your church, you should not expect that they have ever been in a room where a bunch of people are singing. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think there are places in society where we do this, you know, um, you know, if you ever go with, a friend to a college football game, you know, uh, college football teams have their sacred rituals and they have their fight songs that they sing with right, their alma mater. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, if you are at a concert, you know, Taylor Swift has had these concerts all over the world and people are really into it. And of course people are all singing together because they know the shared, there's like a shared language and a that's shared cool. experience. Right. That's that. That's the thing, right? You the know? shared language and shared experience. I mean, I love that, but I guess it just kind of made me think that there is something unique about church in that singing part of it that maybe I hadn't thought of before. Yeah, there really is. And I think it's part of the language of, of worship. I think sometimes we might think that the music in the beginning is sort of, I mean, we would never say this, but we may think, well, maybe that's just filler time. I don't right, have to get right. in there right away. I can just get to the good stuff, get to the message. But actually the... Uh, the worship time, the singing is is an integral part of why we come on Sundays. I mean, uh, as I shared in that article, you know, we're, when we sing, you know, we're, there's really four things that are happening. We're singing, um, first of all, to God. We're offering our worship to God. Yeah. Um, we're, we're singing uh, to ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, science has proven that the, one of the best ways to memorize uh, key facts or whatever is to, is to sing them. And so when we sing, we're embedding these truths in our hearts that can come back later and really help us. Uh, and then we're singing to each other. We're declaring to each other these wonderful truths. And I think lastly, we're singing to the world. We're making a statement to the world that this is uh, where our devotion is. This is where our affections are. And so I think, you know, sing, to me, I mean, there's obviously reasons sometimes people may not sing. There's times I'm in church, I'm, I'm incredibly overwhelmed by something. I'm emotional um, or other reasons. But I think generally people... We should try to sing. Whether or not we, you, you, you have an amazing voice, or you may have a voice that you know can hit a, t a tune. Uh, you know, to the Lord, you know, I think the Lord hears it all as a joyful noise. Mm. Dan, is uh, is singing biblical? Can you point to that in the Bible? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Paul says in Ephesians, you know, singing to yourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Uh, and then, of course, you have all through the Old Testament, you have you know, uh, worship with music and dancing and singing, and you have that carried into the, the New Testament. So, yeah, I think it, it really is a, a big part, and I uh, imagine that we'll be singing in heaven. You know, of course, in heaven, we'll probably all be on key, uh, <laughs> and so we won't be annoyed by the guy next to us that can't hit a note, or maybe we're that person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just love it so much, and I know for some people it is a bit awkward, but, man— um... When it all comes, you're just there in the moment. It's just such a beautiful thing. I just, yeah. I mean, it's truly the communal moment where people are, are given praise and worship. It's, I, I don't think there's anything like it. I mean, you know, sometimes you go to sports stadiums. Here at uh, the University of Pittsburgh, they sing the Neil Diamond Sweet Caroline song. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, there's no comparison, all right? You know, holy, holy, yeah. holy or whatever. It's just, right. it's transcendent. Yeah, it really is. And, and, you know, the thing is, I don't, 
I think we underestimate the power, the formative power of um, week after week, year after year, over a lifetime, uh, singing these songs, uh, what it does to our hearts and our minds. You know, I think of being a a young boy. My mom dressed me up in a, you know, a suit or a suit back then. Yeah. I went to church three times a week, and I'm singing these hymns, all four verses, and I don't know what they mean when I'm a five, six, seven-year-old kid. Um but all that works so that when I became an adult, and, and there's certain lyrics, and maybe this way with you too, that when I hear a lyric or I hear something, it just ministers to me so much, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's in times of sorrow, times of difficulty, mm-hmm. that yeah. the precious, sweet lyrics come back to you. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I, there's something. And I, I have learned a lot of scripture passages over the years through music. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned the books mm-hmm. of the Bible through music. Um, and obviously, I, I mean, music is a big part of my life. So maybe I my brain is kind of attuned to do that. Uh, but at, at certain times, I will a song will come to mind that's based on a scripture passage. And I think I'm so glad I know that. You know, so that I so that that's kind of on the on the tip of my head. That's right. I mean, I music is so powerful. I mean, there's certain songs uh, that if you hear them, you can immediately be back in a certain place in time or a moment. Uh, uh, and you know, I think music is so powerful that way, and God can use that to really teach our hearts to to, to shape us uh, and mold us, uh, to comfort us through times of of sorrow. I mean, there there are moments as you know, now as an adult, that when I go to church, sometimes I can't even sing because I'm so overcome with emotion. Mm-hmm. If it's a favorite hymn or a favorite worship song, that it just wells up in me and it means so much. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a... Um... Uh, a podcast the other day, and it was an interview with a Christian man who had suffered just an just an incalculable set of personal losses, mm-hmm. and uh, they had happened decades before, and so he was ref- was reflecting on them. And one of the things he said has really stayed with me. He said that there were months um, after the the death of his uh, child and wife and mother together that he couldn't sing in church. He just, he said, it wasn't like I was even mad at God. I just didn't have the energy. I was just, I was barely surviving Hmm. and I just didn't have it. And he said, now that I am past that point in my life, when I go into, into the sanctuary, one of the things I think of is that I'm here today and I'm going to sing on behalf of somebody who can't. That's cool. Because he said in those days when he couldn't sing, he would look around. He said, people sang for me on on those Sundays. And that's part of being a a community is that we lift each other up uh, when we're not able to do even what we wish we could do. Excellent. That's such a great point. And I think that's so true. There's times where you're so overcome with sorrow, with lament that you can't mouth the words uh, that you're, you're silent, you're speechless. And I love the idea of someone uh, singing for you. And this is why I think worship, you know, the best worship in churches. And, and of course, you know, music is very subjective and, and a lot of churches do different styles that, um, uh, that are all, all beautiful in all different ways and creative. But I do think our worship should reflect kind of the, the range of emotions we have. You know, uh, you know if, if our worship on Sunday is too, if it's always triumphant, if every Sunday is like, mm. You know, yeah. happy, 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 which we have a lot to be rejoicing about with, with the Lord. I think someone who comes in that may have had a hard week, maybe they suffered a miscarriage, maybe they lost someone they love, maybe they lost their job. 
there has to be some space for them to lament, mm. you know, for, for some music that captures that crying out to God, that lament, that, that, that soulful thing. So I think we have to have a mix, you know, uh, when you read through the Psalms, uh, David and Asaph and others and Moses writing the Psalms, there's, there's a mix. There's triumph, there's victory, there's lament, there's uh, crying out to God, there's doubt, all reflected in sort of the music uh, of the Bible. That's really good. Uh, I th- for me, the key thing is when I'm singing, I take the focus off myself and I truly am worshiping mm-hmm. God, right? Mm-hmm. You lose your ego, you yeah. lose all that kind of thing. And if you know, you're just so you, it's like a moment of freedom and you just kind of flow forward, yeah. you know, in, in this really weird area that we live in, you know, era, you know, people are performance oriented, you know, American Idol, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it's just free and it just, just feels good. It feels like the right thing to do in the moment. So it's a wonderful thing. We're talking with Daniel Darling. He wrote a piece, uh, hard to believe that this, we're talking about this called Why you should sing in church. It's highly recommended. Uh, Dan, you're a prolific writer. Uh, talk about your latest release and maybe what you're working on. Yeah, so the book that uh, has been out for a little bit now that just came out uh, called Agents of Grace, uh, How to Bridge Divides and Love as Jesus Loves, really mm. trying to speak to this moment where, you know, I don't know about you, but we just think Christians are so divided today. And there's some things worth fighting for, uh, but there's, there's also a lot of things that... Um, you know, Christians might have opinions on, but we shouldn't, it shouldn't separate us. And I'm struck by the way that Jesus commands us to love one. And he said, this is my command. I give to you to love one another um, as I have loved you. And when we love each other, Jesus said, people, it's the mark of a Christian. People understand that we are uh, with Jesus. I mean, Francis Schaeffer, the great apologist who was unafraid to, to fight for what's right, to speak truth, uh, said, um, that God has given the world the right to judge the validity of our faith by the way we treat each other. The world should look mm. in and say, man, I don't understand what they believe, but look how they love each other. And so really just to call us back to what does it look to love each other? What are the fights worth fighting? And what are the things we should be more open-handed about? How do we overcome cynicism about the church where, you know, there's just so much cynicism about about God's people. And I think, you know, we sometimes forget that God is at work today, even today, uh, among his people uh, doing great things. Yeah, that's so true. Dan, a pleasure to have you back on the show. Love uh, thanks for checking in. Great to be with you all and uh, love talking about singing. And uh, hopefully all of us can uh, get our voices ready to sing in church on Sunday. Fabulous. Sounds good. I'm ready. Always a great pleasure. Daniel Darling, why we should sing in church. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Take a, a break. Uh, we'll get a smidge ahead. It's the ride home. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. 
with the things that keep your home protected. Can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. Lowe's knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, get 10% off all kitchen cabinet orders of $1,000 or more. Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members earn double the bonus points on select stock cabinets through August 4th. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Must ask cashier to apply discount barcode at time of purchase. Discount on cabinet purchase only. Coupon cannot be used with any other discount. Filed 727-289. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. How is your job to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then, someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Friday, August 18th, join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Faith and Family Dinner Cruise. From 6.30 to 9, enjoy a special night out for families, couples, and groups of friends. Featuring a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. But don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Okay, there's people who like to travel, and then there's this guy. Okay. October 10th, 2013, Thor Peterson left his job, his girlfriend, and family behind in Denmark to embark on an epic journey. His goal? To visit every country in the world without flying. Wow. He set a couple of rules for himself. He'd spend at least 24 hours in each nation, resist returning home until he finished, he also said he'd do his best to keep costs low and live off a budget of $20 a day. On May 24th, the day finally, come, finally came. After nearly 10 years of travel, Peterson successfully visited his 203rd and final country, oh. the Maldives, and began his long-awaited voyage back to Denmark. In the interim, he married his girlfriend in 2016. Did he meet her on the trip? No, no. He left her behind when okay. he started out in 2013. Married her in 2016, um, and there were 150 people waiting for him as he walked down the gangplank off the container ship. They made his way back to Denmark. That, that cool? is incredible. Now, how long did this take? Ten years. So he was on the road for ten years. Yep. At 20 bucks a day, 203 countries, and no flying. So can you imagine how he got around? I mean, slow ships, trains. It didn't indicate what countries he went to, did it? mm 203. That's a lot of countries. Every country in the world, he said. That is so cool. Wouldn't you love, I'd love to do that. That's, that's a courageous person. Boy, you'd have to be comfortable on water. Yeah. You'd have to be comfortable in your own skin and not be afraid to ask for help. I mean, how many... He didn't know... How many languages... But right? it gives you an idea of how big the earth is. Oh, yeah. That it would take you 10 years to do that. Right. To spend 24 hours, at least in each country. Now, when he came to the United States... 
I'm sure he spent more than a, you know, a day here. Or if he was in Russia or China, right. he had to spend much more than a day. Right. Super cool, though. I bet Denmark seems small. I'm sure it did. Imagine $20 a day. Those, remember the guidebooks? You know? Yeah. Paris on $20 a That's day. That's not possible. Very now, difficult to do. Can I you still to do, do that? that? I don't no. think so. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.